Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I have Mr. Greenbean to my this way. I have Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Greenbean, how you doing tonight? Dude, I feel like it's been years and it's only been a week. It's so good to see you guys. This is great. Matt, how you doing tonight? I am doing so good. I like the little animation at the beginning and the new logo. If you guys didn't notice, we're we're moving along here. We're getting some legitness over here at Talking Jets. Things things you love to see. I love it. I love it. Yeah. If you guys, uh, we should put a poll question up. Like, how do you guys like the logo? Or maybe not. Maybe we don't say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Logo is what it is. <laughs> but we do have a poll question in the chat. You guys can vote on this. Asante Samuel is. Is he wrong or is he right? We'll get into some of the conversation surrounding the uh, the former All-Pro cornerback and a little bit of the uh, the beef with him and Darrell Revis and Sauce Gardner. Very, very interesting stuff. Uh, but before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about our group by myself, O'Leary, Greenbean. We're going to be going to the Monday night game, Jets-Chargers, week nine, November 6th. If you guys want to get in on the ticket group by, Link is pinned in the wherever the live chat is on this screen. Uh, you can click on that, or you can head over to www.talkinjets.com, and you can find it right there. So it is a limited quantity, so if you'd like to join, get them while they're hot. Matt, That's right, any man. thoughts on this group? We finally know what team we're going to go see this year. Yes, uh, I can't tell you how many people reached out and were like, what game is it? When is it? How much are tickets? I'm like, I... I, I I want to tell you as soon as you as soon as we know you will know but um I'm glad to have it finally ironed out. I'm real excited. A Monday night football game at MetLife, a little tailgate action with Tailgate Joe, then on the field afterwards, right? Like we're going to be on the same field where Sauce Gardner gets a pick six just hours earlier. It's going to be great. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be wonderful. Only it's going to be moments earlier because we're going to end a game with a pick six. That's what I think is going to happen, right? Greenbeat, how are you feeling about this Charger game? I couldn't be more excited, man. I haven't been to a Monday night game, the Jets either, for that matter. But I haven't been to one in, I mean, I was trying to think about it earlier. I honestly think it might be, I mean, it's definitely Giant Stadium. So uh, maybe 2006 or something like that. That's what I was going like to say. That. Like, that's probably right? last time I would have been there. I mean... I don't know who we would have faced last on Monday night football at like giant stadium. That would, that's definitely, I definitely have not been to a Monday night game since we've been in the new stadium. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome, dude. I mean, Monday night, I mean, my hope is this, right? And if you guys didn't listen to this week's just jets podcast from our boy O'Leary, he, he hits it pretty hard, man. With like, if you can't figure out a way to enjoy now as a jets fan something's wrong you need to like yeah. maybe talk to a therapist you got to go hey why am i not why am i nitpicking a word that jamie and sherwood used in a three second interview to for me to feel negative like something's up like it's an exciting time to be a jets fan right so the hope is that by you know like uh, this season we are a competitive team we should be we look like one so going into a Monday night game where we're a competitive team, we have a good quarterback. Our defense uh, last year was not helped by the offense at all. Uh, imagine what they would have, you know, what they would have looked like if they had maybe three less drives, three less drives. 
that they were not on the field, that they got to rest or whatever. So we're going to be able to potentially see a really exciting team Monday night against the Chargers. Those games are electric, man. And being able to go hang out, you know, with Tailgate Joe, who is an amazing, I mean, like I said to you guys before, like I, I remember Tailgate Joe, he was just another guy posting on Jet Nation and he would, hey, I made this sausage sandwich up. And you remember, Ryan, years ago, oh, yeah. he like, you put like, you know, pickled onions and, and a, you know, and a, and a fucking hamburger inside of a sausage, like this whole thing. And everybody was like, wow. And he would run these little tailgates. And now he's like, if not the among, I mean, he's at least among the largest Jets tailgates uh, out there. The food's exceptional. And it's a good time, man. So, like, starting with that and going in, you know, and at Monday Night Football and uh, watching the Jets beat the living hell out of the Chargers and then going hanging out on the field together, taking a big group photo. Like, that's the stuff that it's, it's the kind of experience that I am, I am, am yearning for, truly. Like I haven't done something like this in a long time uh, where, where, you know, nighttime football is concerned. It's a whole different thing. I'm excited, man. I hope, I hope, uh, I hope you guys get tickets. Cause like Ryan said, there's only a, a, a certain amount. So, uh, you know, I, I hate it. I'd hate it to be, you know, some of the long time, you know, viewers are like, you know, kind of dragging a little bit and at the last minute get excited and then there's no tickets. So mm -hmm. I just, if you want them, get them cause they're going to go. And uh, I'd love it to be you that we hang out with. Seriously, the guys that are hanging out with us in the middle of July, not the, not the, the ones that are hopping on the bandwagon later on in the season or something like that. Mm -hmm. We want you guys here. I'm excited. This is, totally. I haven't been to a nighttime game in a really long time. And there's a different, like, there's a different feeling about it. When the lights click on and you have that cool, like, November air, there's a chill. There's something, you know, oh, I, like rabid almost. Like, <laughs> in the air like yeah. you want to see these players just pin their ears back and just plus i kind of want to see herbert i'm not gonna lie i think that would be a pretty interesting matchup to to kind of see i was trying to i was trying to think back i think 2016 was the last night game i went to i don't remember what day of the week it was it was against miami and bryce petty started i'm almost positive <laughs> so it was not i mean it, it didn't end well from from memory and i think matt moore played i always go to those shit ones i was at the arizona jets game in 2012 like i always get the most garbage quarterback matchups imaginable um but i'm 99 positive it was matt moore against bryce petty at some point in 2016 probably a thursday night woof that sounds yeah that's that sounds like a matchup for the ages seriously <laughs> juggernaut status juggernaut the last, I mean, heck, the last win I saw was the home opener against the Browns when Fitzpatrick got, or McCown, I guess it was McCown at the time, got helicoptered, and we had yeah. Fitzpatrick. That's what you were there? Saying. Oh, that was a that good was one. There. That was the last, time, last win I've seen in, you know, watching the Jets in person. <laughs> not that I've been to, like, a whole lot of games since then, but, like, not that we've really won a whole lot of games since then either. There's not a whole yeah. lot of wins to really, you know, pick from. Yeah, you have to really time it right. Oh, there goes Matt again. <laughs> what happened? We're doing this blinky thing again. There it's, it's some goes bullshit. Blinky <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> I know the last win I saw was 2015. Same year, a couple games later against the Jags. That was it. I every every time I've walked into MetLife since has been miserable. <laughs> as soon as I enter that damn building. I love it. I love it. I think it's gonna be different this time, boys. We're gonna see a few more wins this season than we did in the last few. 
Yeah. Uh, let's move on to some of our, our trending topics. I want to hop into the, the big one for today, I think. Uh, Sauce and Revis versus Asante Samuel. For those of you guys that don't know what's going on, Asante Samuel responded to a uh, ESPN rankings for the cornerbacks. Let me see. I can pull it up real quick. Let me do some quick sleight of hand over here. Should have had this all queued up, and I didn't. That's all right. Bam! There's the, the list right there. Put it. Eh, sorry. Go right down here. Hide the honorable mentions. Um, so basically, they had Sauce Gardner as the number two overall cornerback, ranked by executives, players, scouts, and coaches. And Asante Samuel just went on like an incoherent rant of, <laughs> of like, you know, oh, the New York media. That's why Sauce Gardner gets recognized in these kind of polls. Like, well, well, hold on. This is not the New York media ranking this. This is like his peers, it's scouts, it's coaches, it's executives, it's everyone who's like matters in the NFL. That's who's doing these rankings. So I guess, Green Bean, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, how do you feel about Asante Samuel Jr. maybe calling out and saying the New York media is the reason why Sauce Gardner and Darrell Revis have the level of maybe superstardom or recognition as opposed to maybe someone like a Tyreek Woolen uh, from uh, Seattle or maybe, you know, I guess Asante Samuel, <laughs> you know, same, yeah, same yeah. sort of. He, he seems like he's got a gripe is what I'm trying to say. Well, He's got a point, man. Every Jets player gets the benefit of the doubt by the national media. I mean, we know this. This has been years standing. We always, our subpar players are always looked at much better. They're always overrated every single year. Isn't it the truth? Every year we hear about these Jets players that are substandard and they're elevated to great elite status because of the New York media. What the? What is he talking about, dude? This guy, I mean, if, if anything, it's the exact opposite. Now, I will say that I thought Sauce Gardner got early benefit of the doubt, usually early, you know, like a, a little earlier than usual as far as for a rookie where the NFL is concerned, where the refs kind of close calls and stuff like that. I'll, I'll give that. There, there, there was a few, especially early on. I thought he was a little too risky. I'm like, this guy is going to start getting called every single week. For pass interference, if he doesn't freaking settle down a little bit, he's making me nervous. But the truth is, when you go back and look at that stuff, it wasn't pass interference. It was so like perfectly played. It was unbelievable. Like it looked like pass interference to the naked eye. And we had all these debates with um Bills fans in particular. Remember that? The last pass from uh in the game that we beat the Bills last year. Yep. Uh, there was all this stuff about Sauce Gardner passing, and it actually was offensive pass interference. If it was anything, he pushed, uh, mm -hmm. and and it was a whole thing. And uh, I think Sauce Gardner earned it, man. And uh, you know, maybe the name Sauce and his personality and all that stuff is given a little, maybe a little bit more recognition than maybe a you know general rookie would receive. But I think he's earned everything. I think Asante Samuel. I saw it in the. Uh, in the chat, Asante Samuel is a casual. Like, he doesn't know shit. He's speaking in generalities. He's, gr he's grumbly, and he doesn't like it, man. He doesn't like that New York, anybody from New York. And the fact that it's been friggin' since Darrell Revis, since we've had a guy to talk about like that, can, can we at least add that to the equation? It's not something that just happens in New York, man. It's, it's quite the opposite. Rico the Pup says he's better than Asante Samuel Jr., that's for sure. Hell yeah. <laughs> Slinging dirt. I like it. 
Curly Norman says, Patrick Sertan isn't even as good as his dad. He's pretty good. Pat Sertan is pretty damn good. Like, I, I, I won't I won't begrudge anyone who puts Sertan over Sauce right now. I, I think it was just the, the the anger that he had for for him being that high on the like he doesn't deserve to be somewhere in the top three, wherever you want to put him in that spot. It was just very bizarre. Yeah, it's it's really odd. And then he goes after Darrell Revis and he's saying stuff like Oh, you know, what did Revis ever do? It's like, well, hold on. You know, there's that whole yeah. graphic of like the how many receivers under 35 yards, Terrell Owens twice, Chad Ochocinco, Randy Moss twice, Colston was on there, like a whole long, Andre right. Johnson, all these like, star-studded receivers at the time. And like, mm-hmm. oh, what has Revis done? I saw someone uh, tagged me in a post of uh, Asante Samuel <laughs> Jr. when he was on, or sorry, Asante Samuel, when he was on the falcons and let jeremy curley score a touchdown yes. because he like limp dick to tackle at, <laughs> at the goal line it's like all mm-hmm. right dude oh, check yourself also by the way do you know what team asante samuel jr plays for you know i do Wait, it's chargers right yeah yeah so yeah. i hope the game we're at garrett wilson yeah! 405 touchdowns on his ass and we're gonna be going nuts up in section 340 Oh, dude, it's going to be almost like the it's not going to be maybe as good as the the, the Quinn and Williams stiff arm of Tyree kill, but it'll, it'll <laughs> feel in that same. It'll be a cousin of that. Basically, yeah. if we could basically roast the uh, the junior and maybe if sauce gets that, you know, a pick six, at the end of the game. Boom. Perfection. Suck it, Asante Samuel. I don't know. Did it's you see uh, sauce Gardner's reply? I saw a few different replies. I saw. um you know, the whole, hey, this was executives, players, and everything. What are you talking about, the New York media? And then I saw, what was the other one? He had, like, two different ones. There was, like, a whole rant going back and forth. And then, like, we, we post, like, the 2009 stats, and then Asante Samuel Jr. posts the 2010 stats, which is something, like, totally different. It's like, well, that's not, we're not arguing that. <laughs> you know, one did, season, dude. Yeah, did you see Revis's, uh comment oh that oh yeah that was great if you guys can see rebus's response hold on i got that one queued up it's good it's really good i'll put it over my face yeah so this is what rebus says he goes i really don't know much about this guy never was inspired to watch his film but something does jog my memory i do remember we played falcons and rex ryan made a highlight clip of him being double moved on almost every single route i recall rex saying to receivers in our weekly team meetings the game plan was if he lined up across from you double move him every time so in practice our receivers referred to him as the double move king i never viewed him more than what was said about him in his scouting uh scouting report true story asante samuel jr responds with he could have shown you 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 got beat on more double moves than myself that's a fact uh look in the history books i'm there what about you and Revis slaps back with the try again mother sucker i'm first ballot hall of famer to that i just say beautiful yeah how is he, he also, gonna pull the the record books quote on Darrell freaking revis he's going into the yeah. hall of fame in like three weeks what are we talking about here i Is know it's funny revis also said uh uh on in twitter he said uh quit being a hater when it comes to young rising stars at the cornerback position be mad at the voters who never considered you shut down <laughs> that's a great line <laughs> that's it's a great fantastic. one He's back. We're, so we're, I know we killed him a couple of weeks ago for the Klecko stuff, but I, I think it's nice to have 
all the Jets like making Asante the the bad guy, and it's not our own pinned against each other. Right? Revis has got to get back in the good graces now. Dude, oh, yeah. this is great. What Coming if- in to like the rescue of a young player, I feel like I shouldn't even say rescue, but like in support of and just kind of well maybe it wasn't even supportive sauce it was well it is good. but it's but he was attacked too so you know there's sure. that but you know what's nice and this is what dude i've been saying it we talk about this all the time it's so important for anybody associated with the new york jets to recognize we cannot have infighting this it's stupid the entire rest of the world hates us <laughs> you know what I mean? Now they can acknowledge when a player is good. It's hard to deny Sauce Gardner or Quinnen Williams or even Garrett Wilson. Like, dude, I mean, it's it's rare that we have guys that can be considered elite. When it happens, you can't, you know, you can't deny it, right? It's just it speaks for itself. But as far like Asante Samuel's sentiment, what about Bayless? What about all these guys? Like they love to try any if we do something positive. Nine times out of ten, they will take the negative side of it and, and you know and try to pull the rug out or paint it in a negative light. And it's nice to you know see Revis, like Matt just said, like back aligned with us. Like, yeah, we can bicker and this and that, but the truth is, man, is that it's us against the world out there. And we need to recognize that. Even with the fans, when we start, you know, you're a fucking idiot because you like this draft pick more than it's like, all right. Remember though, we can bicker. But meeting at the flagpole at three o'clock is a little bit much because we need to lead, you know, we need to link up here and remain on the same team because it's us against the rest of the league. That's a fact. Yep. Yeah. My parents always used to say, like, oh, you know, you and your brother, you know, you can you beat each other up at home, but you know, you're at school and something happens, like you got each other's back. It's like, all right. Well, that's like jet fans. Like something happens, jet players, like, come on, help us out. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. turn on that jerk. And then Kayuka Lake jumps in and says, Reeves going after a Patriot. Welcome back. Right? Love yeah. It. Yeah. He's back. Nice to see. Nice to see. John says, it's July. We have no football news. Come the season, it will be all kumbaya. So maybe everything will be nice and butterflies and rainbows. Because we're going to be winning a lot of games. We won't have to worry about anything, right? That's, That's all right. we have to worry about. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Dalvin Cook stuff. Last we heard, he was weighing multiple offers. That was per NBC. I think he got a an offer from Miami that they were saying that he did not deem worthy of accepting at this point in time. Do you guys have any stance on Dalvin Cook and where the Jets may stand on this? I know we've heard from a few different people that there's like, uh, you know, might be involved for the New York Jets or, you know, could become a, a contender, maybe not contender, but like other sort of uh assumption type words i get the feeling that the jets are just trying to raise the price for dalvin cook and they're not really on board with this um i don't know why maybe it's just a gut feeling matt i want to hear from you what do you think about dalvin cook do you think the jets are actually in on him i do think there's some interest um just because I don't know when you heard this is a while ago now, but when Robert Sala spoke about DeAndre Hopkins, it felt very dismissive. Like, oh my God, like there's no chance we like our wide receiver room. And then a couple of weeks later asked about uh, Dalvin Cook. He's like, well, anytime you get added someone of that caliber, like you got to think about it. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, like what, what's different here? I mean, the both guys are, you know, we're great and pro bowlers and stuff like that. I get it. Different positions, but also, when you look at the running back room, it's a very young room with uh, Michael Carter 
as the vet going into year three. Then you have Izzy, who's a rookie, Bam Knight year two, and Brees Hall year two. So I like the Jets running back room. I don't look at it as a necessity to bring in someone like a Dalvin Cook, but if they did, I would understand why they want that little bit of a veteran presence, but I, I don't know if I want to get in a bidding war necessarily over this guy. Greenby, what about you? How do you feel about Dalvin Cook, and do you think the Jets are are legitimately interested in him? Well, th- there was a the thing about him, you know, uh, not accepting the offer on the table from the Dolphins, so that would lead me to believe that the Jets are, I mean, I, I would be surprised if the Jets come in and be the big spender uh, with Dalvin Cook. I think they would happily take him if he was willing to come for you know, not maybe not a bargain rate, but something realistic. You know, they don't, we're not in desperate need of a running back. We could use, you know, we could use them, I'm sure, you know. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't know if they would really go to any great lengths to push up the price. I'm with you. I kind of think about that stuff too. But uh, I, at, at some point, it's just, you know, you got to be careful with that sort of stuff. You're like, you're trying to push up the price and he goes, I'll take it. You're like, ah, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Well, like, no, you let him, uh, you, 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 you obviously know we're not going to get him. And then he knows we're not going to get him, but we'll say, hey, there's interest right here. Let's jack up the rates. So that way you get the most amount of money from our division rivals. Like something along those lines. Yeah. If it's said like that, like if that was, re- if it was really going on, like to that degree, like overt, like, hey, we're just going to say this. Um, That could get yucky out there in the world. If that were to come out, you know what I mean? <laughs> i don't know yeah i guess people don't have people don't know how to close their mouth people say something stupid oh yeah (laughs) it it would be worth more like you know he'll just sell it to Schefter. you know what i mean say oh man i got one for you what are you willing to pay for this one you know yeah would that be like tampering or would it be like hey you know we don't this contract offer that we're extending you has this clause where if you want to sign it it voids immediately (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there, there's going to be this weird like yeah so it's not not tampering it's technically a contract super goofy though there it is uh yeah i don't know i'm tampering like right i don't think it'd be tampering right but it would be nah, i don't think so i think there's some rule somewhere about that i feel yeah i feel like that's got to be frowned upon mitt flair frowned drops yeah. in mitt flair says any of you guys going to make it to the 9-11 game uh, I actually just got confirmation I am going to be able to make it to that game. Um, not exactly sure where I'm sitting um, at this point in time, but I'll I'll be there. I know Green Bean's got something going on, and Matt, I think you were watching from the uh, the good old section H O U S E. Yeah, that's 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 my go-to. I've been asked for a few times, and look, I it's just it's it's far. It's not an easy, it's not an easy trip, especially on that day. Just imagining the traffic, um, trying to get there and like, I don't know, someone's got to cover it to cover these things, right? We got to make videos and do our shit too. So I'll be there for the chargers game and I'm excited about it. Maybe a get out to a preseason game as well. There you go. I did talk to, uh, the jets. They're not doing the, the green and white scrimmage this year, which I thought was a little uh, bit of a bummer, but kind of makes uh, sense. Cause we have the hall of fame game, but yeah, no, no green and white scrimmage this season. I like the green and white. Yeah, that's always a good one. Kind of a first like look at inside the stadium for a lot of us for the year. Always fun. 
I wish it. That's the game I want to go to. And it's crazy because I've been to like, I don't know how many years in a row, um, five opening day. Mm. So it's it's a bummer. I'm disappointed, but my uh, my son is a butthole. That's the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you guys, there's a festival. Like yeah. a metal concert, right? Metal festival? Yeah, there's a big, it's like the biggest festival in, in, uh, in Virginia. And it's like, it's his... I mean, the truth is, it's like Pantera. Like I have, like um, I have a hookup with Pantera, so we're gonna. Ha- I'm gonna have backstage and and all and like full like you know proper hang like bro hang level, uh, mm-hmm. with Pantera, Zach Wild, and all that kind of shit. So I mean, you know, I gotta take him. Like last year, I was with you guys. My wife took him to the festival because I didn't realize, and I bought him the tickets, and then I I did a whole thing with us and our our opening day thing. And then one day I just kind of went, Oh, like, this it's is like, the same day. Yeah. Oh my oh, God. No. <laughs> Holy shit. So I'll be able to watch and stream the game because it's on Monday, but I'll be in Southwest Virginia, which is like three and a half hours from here. That makes it an 11 hour drive. So like Sunday night, it's over. I would have to drive 11 hours and I would probably get there right as the game was starting and fall asleep in the chair. <laughs> I would say watching it from, uh, from your house is just fine for this one. We'll be yeah, linking right. up our like, wonder triplets powers. November 6th. That's right. Yes. Thomas Cahill. Cahill drops in. He says, we really need cook. It's not about being good this year. It's about being a champion. Yeah. I mean, when you start thinking about like Brees Hall, you know, let, let's assume it does seem, at least from like the little bits that I heard, that I, th- I think he'll be ready for the start of the season. But let's say he goes down at any point in the season. Are you comfortable with Izzy, Bam, and Carter as your three next in line if your game, you know, game plan might rely heavily on ball control and running the ball? I mean, I guess you have Aaron Rodgers, so you, you have the ability to to throw and not rely on it quite so much, but that running back room, there's a lot more unproven talent behind Brees um, just because we don't know, you know, what Michael Carter you're going to get. Are you going to get rookie year Michael Carter? You're going to get year two Michael Carter, even though he was a little banged up. Bam Knight, you know, second year player. What are you getting out of him? And is he just showing up in the NFL now? You know, what does he look like? So there's a lot of hope, I feel like, where with Cook, you can at least say, well, he had a bunch of yards and touchdowns the last few years. And you know, the worst thing you could say about him is maybe he's going to start to decline right now. And maybe he's like on that trajectory down, depending on how much money you're paying him, you know, maybe it's worth it, but NFL teams don't usually carry five running backs. That feels like uh, a whole lot to do. Matt, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, needing cook is about being, getting a championship, not just about being good. I, I get where Tom's coming from. And when you look, just look at like the flat number for what, he did last year 1100 yards and eight touchdowns like on the surface that looks really good but there were just some underlying things with his game that that scare me a little bit he had a lot of fumbles he had some drop issues he's not a great pass protector um his yards above expected was one of the worst uh in in the league he had a ton of runs for no gain um he was given a a ton a ton of carries 264 carries so he has a lot of miles on him I don't know. Sometimes with these running backs, man, it just begins to go at at like 27, 28 now. Look at Todd Gurley. Guy was 
an absolute star in the league for about three years and then was out of the league by like 28. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a little bit worried. I don't know how much he really has left. And um, I, I happen to like the Jets youth. I do think Michael Carter is a bounce back candidate. I, I think Izzy is going to be extremely explosive in year one. He's going to remind us of, you know, young Leon Washington, I think. And Bam Knight looked good too before the offensive line went to shambles last year. I, I think the rushing issues had a lot to do with just how injured that offensive line was down the stretch of the season last year. Oh man, J-Boy dropping in with a big old super chat. J-Boy, our man. Get him a little J-E-T-S action over there. Thank you, thank you. I I just want to say something though. Yes. I saw that super chat come in from J-Boy and Matt was talking and I'm a little upset that you didn't interrupt him. Like I'm already me. better about it. I, I got someone like upset with me. They're like, you always interrupt Green Bean. I was like, I don't know. I just get really excited. So I was like, okay, I'm going to contain myself when it happens. I'm yeah. super excited. I was like, what, I'm trying to happening? do better. I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to grow. All right. Well, okay, no, you should have well, come. You should have cut me off. This is a great shut up, Matt. I'm not talking to you. So, <laughs> cut him off. God, better late than never. You know what? Hey, yeah. Boom. Oh, I didn't get the boom. Ah! There it is. I'm going to say freeze him. Get him. <laughs> I got about the over there. There he goes. <laughs> Matt's all frozen, frozen. <laughs> J-Boy comes in. He says, my first NFL game is going to be to see the team I bleed for at MetLife. I love you guys for making this happen. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and you've made it affordable and a perfect situation for me and my wife to make that trip. Much love, boys. Thank you so much. We're super pumped that you're joining us, Jay. We were... Matt and I were Matt Greenby and I were talking on the side. And we're like, oh man, we you can kind of tell the guys that jumped on it really quick and you know people that were really excited. And you are one of our favorites. We love seeing your name pop up in the chat. We're excited to meet you. First yes. game ever, first Jet game, first NFL game, not even just Jet game. That's exciting. Matt, do you remember your first Jet game? It was a, it was a, my first game was a preseason game, um, mm. in two thousand seven against the atlanta falcons uh that was when michael right after like michael vick went to uh went to jail and we were sitting <laughs> next to falcons fans and we were talking to them about the whole vick thing um but that was that was fun Greenby, what about you what was your first uh nfl game my first jets game my first nfl game was a jets game it was 1981 or two i think um Interestingly enough, it was also a preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles. They had just lost the Super Bowl to the Oakland Raiders. And uh, I had, this is the interesting story. Uh, number one, I had, I had already been hanging with Aunt Gina, right? So I was already kind of jetsy. But my father, I went with my father. And my father's a Giants fan. And he's not like a die. He watches football every week, but he's not a yell and scream guy. He just watches the game and and that's that. You know, he's kind of reserved where that comes. Uh, so I said to him, hey, who should we root for? You know, just to kind of, you know, be in whatever he was going to do, I was going to do. You know what I mean? Like that day because I was young. And he said, you got to root for the home team. You can't. You, so I, I, I never forgot that. He said, like, you never root for the away team. You know, like you can't. And I was like, right, right, right. So that aligned with Aunt Gina and the Jets, and it kind of helped fortify. But another thing happened that day. The first time ever, I said to my father, hey, Dad, what's that weird smell? And he said, <laughs> he looked right at me. 
I was 10 years old or 11 years old or whatever. He goes, that's pot. That's <laughs> oh. And it's funny, man. I can actually, lettuce. but I can, now this isn't, you know, now it smells like friggin' pineapples and cherries and shit. <laughs> but back then it smelled, it smelled very specific, but I, I can actually recall that ex- that exact smell like pot has changed you know what i mean for me over the years it became much more normalized but i can actually find it in my brain to smell that exact smell from that day uh so anyway it's interesting that was a big day for me so yeah and with j boy man it's the best dude we've met so many guys and and girls for that matter uh, whether it be wives or just, you know, other viewers and stuff like that, that happen to be female, the whole 0.3% of you guys that are female that watch us. Um, but uh, it, it's it's so cool to get to do because we talk to mm-hmm. you guys and we become like friends, right? But mm-hmm. And you realize, like, I have no idea what this person even looks like. And He's it's a the craziest, J, right? Like isn't this, it? This is, that's all we know him as, a big right. J with a little YouTube button. That's right. And then they show up and they're like, I'm this guy. And you're like, oh, holy shit, man. That's right. Look at you. It's amazing. So, yeah, it's that, that, that's awesome, man. Louisville, Tucky, Louis, Louisville, Kentucky, coming all the way over. It's going to be amazing, dude. I'm psyched. It makes me feel good that you said we made it affordable, too, because that was one thing that we, we yeah. did have in mind when we were doing all yeah. this, too. It's like, hey, they, let's like try to keep the price lower and have everyone kind of come out. It does include tailgate which is exciting. So we'll have tailgate Joe and we're supposed to have our own little section over there. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Look yeah, and a post and a post game too. Like it's a whole event. It's not like, okay, like here's your ticket to the game and we'll see you later. Like we're doing it, you know, the tailgate, the post, it should be like a really nice day. That's what I'm excited about with this, you know? Oh yeah. Jay, you should get the shirt soon. Soon. I think it ships pretty quickly, like okay. within a week or so. So let us know and we can, you know, check on it if the shipping thing didn't pop through, but it should pop through. Um, my first game, God, what was it? I'm going to say, I, so I know I was at the one in 15 season in 95 or 96, but I don't recall, you know, any specific game. Like I remember being angry that like, you know, we stunk. We were terrible. <laughs> it didn't seem much winning at all. The, I would say the first game that really like, that I can think of that would have been earlier would have been like 1997 or 98 when we went to the, um, the game before the championship game, when we played the Jaguars in the divisional round, I remember like very vividly the confetti falling down. I was at the Monday night miracle. I was at a bunch of games, like in the tooth, like the stretch of 98 to 2008 or so. Um, but the earliest game I remember vividly is that Jaguars game with the confetti and that was just so cool and i want it and i haven't been to a playoff game since <laughs> i didn't go to the 2002 one because we didn't think we were getting in and my dad and i didn't well not that a seventh grader would have re-upped season tickets but my dad didn't get season tickets because we, ah, we're not getting it we need the the patriots to beat the dolphins and the jets got to beat the packers and like all this other stuff and then it all happened and it was one of the most fun games i've ever been at final game of the season it's that amazing nice dude that was a great one too was it great. really was i think that game for me was better than the Monday night miracle and some of the other comebacks that mm. I've seen. Like that was just such a odd atmosphere with no, like no one said a friggin' word. Everyone's listening to like the, the Patriot game on their headphones and everything. And then all of a sudden the crowd erupts during like a TV timeout. <laughs> and the players so cool. are like, what is going on? 
It's like, yeah. oh man, the Jets have a shot. Yeah, that's that's literally that was the year before I really knew what was going on. So I just I just missed that, which is crazy because like I've been watching the Jets for twenty years and have not seen them play a home playoff game. That's nuts. That, oh, that hurts. That just yeah. burns. My dad sent me something the other day. He's like, he was on. I don't know if he was on Facebook or whatever, but he's like, oh, you know, I saw something pop up that the Jets are have like the longest playoff drought. I was like, yeah, well, the Dolphins have the longest playoff win drought. <laughs> mm-hmm. Screw them. I don't even know. I guess it's not the longest because there's other teams that probably have not won. Eh. Is it the? It might be the longest drought. Twenty years, I think. Two thousand one, maybe. No, the Lions is longer. They haven't won in. Is it like the fifties since the Lions last won a playoff game? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say that, but the Dolphins though. I think the Dolphins were like two thousand or two thousand one. It was like early, early, early. If I think, yeah. or maybe it's one win, one win in the last like twenty five years, and the Jets have like five. I think. It was the four in the back-to-back championship years plus the 2000, well, actually 2004, I think, too, right? Didn't we win one game in that run? Yes, the Chargers. That's right. Ha-ha. I knew that. Eric Barton almost derailed that one, the yes. roughing the passer call. <laughs> not not great. Not great. Well, Matt, let me say this to Matt. Um, I've been watching for 40 years, and there's only been two. Yeah, that's nuts. That's fucking insane. <laughs> that's nuts. I at least I think I, I can't I can't recall right now, man. Uh because I, I mean most of you, we made the playoffs for a nice stretch there. You know, a couple times we did that. In the eighties, we made it a few years in a row, and then obviously the you know, the two thousands and all that. But it was always wild card. You know, no matter how good we were, mm-hmm. we were wild card, you know. So it's gonna be really fun this year to get home field throughout dude could you imagine Jets lock up a one seed if there's a chance that the jets could win the division in new england i might want to like piss off a bunch of patriot fans <laughs> roll up there like mm-hmm. oh yeah we want to win the division on you guys right now or we just come up with something and like get very excited home and not have to drive up to fucking massachusetts could do that I, I know dude that's when you get all inspired and weird you know what i mean you're like six thousand dollars to i'm in Screw you know like that's what do it, it. yeah it goes for the wind on, you're right the wind gets under your sails man like this stuff can make you absolutely insane you start flying all over the country and shit um i mean there are fanatics, a lot right like fan is it. short for fanatics i mean sure. you got to give it to the guys like you know blew it and all those guys and um you know, then, you know, there's, uh, there's, um, a sack from the jet lounge. He's got like three games to go into. It's like, they're, they're already play. They don't even know how we're going to be. And they do it every year. They fly to Denver. They're over here. They're I'm like, ah, blue. It was in green Bay last year, I think. And the yeah. year before he was in Carolina. Yeah. I think he's going to the Dallas game this year. If I'm not mistaken, that would be a fun one to do. Yeah. I really should try to pick like one away game and try to do that. I've never, I've only been to the Miami Dolphins stadium, but at the same time, it's like, ah, do I really want to be in a way thing? But also like this is going to sound so like almost selfish in a way, but I love the Sunday football experience, like at home Mm -hmm. watching the games. Like I feel like I miss too much other shit when I'm at a game, you know, like just everything going on in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout this slate if you're there it's a one o'clock or four o'clock 
damn, like I missed the whole day. I got the Jets game, which was fun, but like mm. I missed it. That's why I kind of like the the Monday night game too, because you don't yeah. you, you still see all the Sunday games. Monday night game, you don't you're like you're not missing anything else. I because there is a part of me with like you know when we go to opening day or I shouldn't even say opening day, but when you go to when you go to a game as like someone who covers the team and makes content for the team, especially if you're getting banged up at the game, <laughs> you may not be in the best state to make content when you get home. I know after like the Jets Patriots home game two years ago or whatever it was. I was in no shape to make content. I was like, oh, I'll do this tomorrow. <laughs> this is not a <laughs> yeah. today thing, which then, yeah. you know, algorithm wise and everything. And, you know, you fall behind on some stuff. So it's a little, little challenging from that sort of perspective. But Jay, we are really, really excited to have you. So thank you so much for, for getting tickets and supporting the channel. We uh, were very much looking forward to meeting you. Um, I did see another comment I wanted to bring in. What the heck was it? Uh, ah, Chris Bradigan, do you guys want to see Wilson play in the Hall of Fame game? Uh, Garrett Wilson, no. Zach Wilson, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I yeah, would like yeah. to see Zach Wilson play. And, uh, you know, I'd love to see a situation where we could fluff up Zach Wilson as much as possible in the preseason. I mean, ideally, you see him take a step forward and you start feeling a little more confident in his uh, in his play style. But at least I want to see us build up some trade value in some capacity, at least make it seem like that pick was not a complete and utter failure so i'm looking forward to seeing him play and i do want to see him play in the hall of fame game if if you don't even get to see zach wilson play the hall of fame game who are we seeing Boyle? i guess <laughs> that would be uh the next option he's gonna play the entire game i don't know if i buy that matt what do you think yeah we're gonna see there's gonna be a lot of zach wilson this uh this preseason and uh i can't wait to see him i'll be at that there we go i forgot i'll be at the hall of fame game so that's another one that I'm going to. Um, yeah, you're going to see a lot of a lot of the backups, a lot of Zach Wilson, Denzel Mims. Um, they'll they'll be playing, fighting for roster spots. Oh yeah, Greenbean. What about you? What do you think about Zach Wilson playing in the Hall of Fame game? You want to see him? Yeah, I think that's the way it should go. We should see just how bad he still sucks, so we know that we got to sign a number uh, a like a Teddy Bridgewater or something going into the season. I really want Zach to be the number three quarterback. I'm rooting for him and all that stuff, but put him out in front. You know, it's all beautiful in shorts and he looks great and we're all Zachy poo and all that. And he goes out in front of the lights and he freaks out. Uh, and it's like, all right, we need to put this guy, if we're going to reset him, we need to put him on the back burner on the warmer and the back of the oven, you know, for later, and then we get a Teddy in here. In the event something happens to Aaron Rodgers for a week or two, we have a guy that can come in and lead the offense. Um, I, I get really nervous with Zach. I mean, I'm rooting for him, dude. I uh, I really am. I really sincerely am. I would love nothing more than for the Aaron Rodgers period, if and when it ends, um, that Zach is like ready to just kind of step in and he, and he's and he's a stud. Like I would love nothing more than for that to happen, but I think contingencies need to be uh taken into consideration and um anyway, oh it would be just as nice to see him go out there and and uh and light it up and then they <laughs> and they trade him. Uh something, just do something. Get me some value out of this game. It's going to be fun, but I agree. I don't want to see too much Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner. I don't want to see these guys. Just a little bit. You want to run them around a little bit just to kind of, you know, you know, people to cheer, yay, so they can see it. Matt O'Leary's going to be all the way out there. He gets to see some guys for a minute. But then sit their asses down 
and let's see what we have in 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 Izzy and like you said, mm-hmm. Mimsy. Let's see what you know. Run him out there, and let's see what he does for the new staff and all that jazz. But I would be uh, really cautious with my starters. What do you think about the offensive line? Because I know you mentioned the you know second string quarterback is there's some concern there. You might want to see like a Teddy Bridgewater or something along those lines. I I would sort of like to see if they're healthy and cleared to play. I would like to see the starting offensive line out there. Uh, even for Zach. And then I'd like to see like different variations of it. I want to see Billy Turner out there. I want to see some of the young guys. Uh, Tipman, I feel like is, is someone we should all be really excited to see. And even just the rotation of the young defensive linemen, like, you know, McDonald and, um, yeah. you know, Huff, some of those guys. I, I hope we get to see, I, I don't want to see all the starters, like our, our key guys, like Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, um, you know, give them some rest. And I think, does any of it depend on what the Browns do put out there? Like, are we, I guess we shouldn't game plan specifically for that, but um, I don't know. We're going to have big rosters, right? We're going to have like a hundred people on the roster. So you don't have to start your, you know, your starting, what would it be? 24 or 22 players. Math is hard. Not a math podcast. Never claimed to be. No, not definitely not a math podcast. And for today's poll question, what is the square root of (laughs) airplane, airplane talk? That's what it is. Not math talk. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I had a, a coworker do one of those math questions where it has the, it's like a PEMDAS question where it has the parentheses and everything like that. And people were like, Oh, he's like, this is the right answer. I'm so right. And he posted it on his Facebook and everything. And I was like, Oh, can I see that, that equation? And then he shows it to me. And my boss then says, Oh, that's the right number. And I was like, you guys are both wrong. <laughs> you did not pay attention to math classes. Like, this is the number. Like, no, it's not. You're wrong. Our CFO said this. See, I showed you. I was like, well, that's not good because he's wrong too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's bad news, Bearcats. And then I was like, oh, well, here, let me show you the math. And I broke it down like little by little. And I was like, ah, still got it. Nailed it. Huh. PEMDAS. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. That's right. Parentheses, exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> Exponents. Right. Parentheses, X bonus, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. There it is. Exponents, everybody. Oh, yeah. It's the little number. Little number. What is it? Little number? That's the the little little square root thing? It's like the power number. Exponents. Yeah, yeah, the the, power of. Yeah. Cubed. Cubed. That's, yeah. That would be three. Three. Yeah, three. Math is hard. Third power. Isn't that another way to say it? Or is cube sounds right. Root. Oh no, that's root. Square root would be like the. I guess the was that the inverse of that. See, now we're getting to words. This right is bad. now, inverse. <laughs> I used to wear those sneakers all the time back in the eighties. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, my Lanta. I used to love my white inverses. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Um, yeah. Oh, Andrew, he says, uh, you guys worried about Quinn and Williams. When does it get done? We're getting closer and closer into, uh, you know, these training camp weeks. When does it officially begin? Is it next week? And then the public gets to watch the 21st, 22nd or whatever, 22nd, 23rd? Or is it like... uh, The 19th, right? Don't we start the 19th? Is that what it is? I don't know. I know the public ones. The public days are like the... I think it starts the 22nd. There's like five or six days that the public can go to, which is like way less, I feel like, than we've had in the past. They're probably doing more VIP ones since we have Aaron Rodgers, and they're like, hey, 
We can make an extra $75. Yeah. (laughs) I want to go to as many as possible. They're going to say like, yeah, you can only go to, you know, can only get four tickets. Oh, you're just a regular fan? No. Yeah. Yeah, we did the group buy. I was like, hey, we're buying like enough season tickets, like enough tickets to equate to more than a season worth of games. Can we get season ticket priority on these training camp things? And they're like, oh, you know, other people are going to ask that too. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> what the heck? I want to go to want to go training camp. I want to cover it. And we're buying a bunch of tickets. You should totally hook us up. I tried sweet talking them. Didn't work. It's hard over the phone. Yeah, well, you know, because they don't, you know, yeah, they're like I couldn't bat my eyelashes. That's what it was. Oh, that'll get that always gets me. See, yep, it's a little. Well, how about this? Okay, you get an hour. Remember, I had the guy who told me, you know, a guy. He said, "Dude, I'm I um, I work with the director of ticket sales. So if you need anything, let me know. I'll go right to the higher up." I said, "Ryan, what's it? Whatever." We 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 talked, and then he he. Reached out and the response was, Get uh, <laughs> yeah, essentially, no, they're good right where they are. Yeah, no, we don't like, need don't these matter. guys in at any games. They get yeah. too excited. <laughs> they, they, they don't agree uh-huh. with everything we say all the time. Oh, yeah. That's all right. It's all good. It's okay. I understand. But when do you think it gets done, Greenbean? Quinn and Williams, getting closer, inching closer to training camp. You concerned at all? Uh, I'm unhappy. I, I wouldn't say I'm concerned. I think like, I mean, we're getting to that point now. It's like, okay, like up to this point, it's like, yes, we wanted it done, but let's say they would have signed them last week. What does it change? Hmm. Right. It's for, from looking at it from that perspective, right? It's like, there's a, nothing happens. It doesn't do anything. So it doesn't really matter that like three week period or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. But we're getting to that point. Like, all right, if Quinnen wants three years, if this is what it is, right? If he wants three years, you guys are close on the number. He wants three. You want five or four or whatever it might be. It's time to go, all right, we'll lock him up for three years. You know what I mean? Like, that's what, at some point, you got to just do that, you know, in my opinion. Um, So I think that as we get closer, what is today? The 11th, we have eight days until training camp starts. You got to get him in there, man. He's got to be there, uh, uh, you know, day one of training camp. If he's not, in my opinion, it's a failure. Uh, and uh, and I think some, you know, some stones should be thrown uh, a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe, you know, a day or two into training camp kind of a thing. Okay. But like every day that goes by into training camp is a, is a, is a failure and, you, then you start getting into those injury worries and football shape and all those kinds of things, man. You want them there with the team. You want to start this friggin' Aaron Rodgers season. If it's only one, which I don't think it is, but if it is, you got to start with all of your horses in front of the damn cart. That's the way I see it. Like, don't be like, ah, that horse, he's just, you know, he's drinking some water. He'll, he'll join us later. <laughs> you know, you got to have everybody hooked up and let's go together. Uh, I think uh, I think it gets done. I'm not concerned yet, but I'm a little bit rubbed, a little sandpapery. You know what's going to happen? They're gonna they're gonna wait into training camp. That's gonna be the deadline, and they're gonna be like, "Oh no, Quinn is not signed yet." Hard knocks, going crazy. And then the first day, the fans are there that Saturday. 
Quinnen's going to get signed. He's going to run out in front of all the fans, and the fans are going to go bananas. <laughs> Calling it right now. Right now. Going to happen. It. No, I love go. it. <laughs> Matt, no. what's going to happen? No. Talk to no, me. No, no, no. I hate it. Uh, it's like the offset language bullshit with Darnold and Zach Wilson mm. all over again. It's the same nonsense. And Will McDonald hasn't signed and Joe Tippman hasn't signed, which uh, those three get Tippman, Quinn and Williams, Will McDonald, all three of those guys get a contract by the time training camp starts. What are we doing? We have for Quinn especially, man, like how long ago did Jeffrey Simmons, uh, Deron Payne and Dexter Lawrence sign? You, you have, you have it now. You have mm. your like, just figure it out. John says, bro, first year with Rogers, no sweet deals coming this year. I know I'm not asking for a sweet deal. I'm just asking to go at the same time as the season ticket holders. Season ticket holders get to uh, try to get training camp tickets one hour before the public. We're buying more than a season tickets worth of tickets. So, <laughs> ipso facto, come on, hour early. Right. When you guys in Jetland listening to this. Hook it up. TalkingJetShow yeah, I mean, at gmail.com. Eight games. So we're buying like, you know, 10. So yeah. Like almost 10 season tickets. Yeah. Just we should get it. And if you get four tickets each, we should get 40 tickets <laughs> to training camp. That's right. Right? Math. It toes, right? Is that an exponent? Maybe. Could have been. <laughs> Two tickets to the third power. What is it? Six. I don't know. I don't know what no. it is. It's two, times, it two, two times two times two times four, two. It's right? eight, right? Eight. Eight. Two times two oh, times two. More than that. Now, can how many powers can you go up? Can you have something by like the twentieth power? I don't even know. Is it worth yeah, it? it? I think you can. Yeah, I don't see why not. That's when you start getting better. like the e on the calculator, and they're like, "Oh, hey, I you hated can't do that." that. Oh, That's why I was like, I, something's wrong. If I got the E, I'd be like, I did something wrong here along <laughs> no, the way. I'm not supposed to put letters in my math yeah. right now. Dude, Except for let algebra, me tell you, from eighth grade to 11th grade, there was a friend I had. Her name was, uh, oh, I don't remember her name, Jen. Maybe I, I just realized I have no idea what her name is. But I had a, a husband and wife from eighth grade all the way to 11th grade. Same friggin' family was my, they were my math teachers, algebra and all that shit. They expressed how much they liked me. I would go over their house, you know, see the hang out with the daughter, and they're like, ah, Kyle, blah, blah, blah. that's my that's what they called me back then. <laughs> but um, so they failed me every year, dude. Failed. I had to leave them and go to some remedial bullshit math class just to just to pass high school. And she said to me, I was so disappointed you weren't in my class. I said, dude, I can't. And I, I tried, man. I was actually working. And I just, they failed me three, uh, four years in a row. The husband and wife, they failed me. Isn't that crazy? Now, when you went over their house, did they have, are, are they the ones that are buying like 13 watermelons and four fell off the back of the car? How many watermelons? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Is that how they I don't know. I was there? high. I don't know. I don't remember. Kaz <laughs> jumps in. Kaz says, did we cut Kuntz? Um, I haven't seen anything. I don't think so. I would hope no. not. I would hope that, you know, wouldn't happen at all. I hope he winds up on the practice squad if anything does have to happen. Uh, Kaz earlier in the chat said he received our shirt. He says he really, really likes it. Oh, good. So Kaz, good stuff. Uh, Radovan. Radovan drops in. He says availability 
And blocking aside, is Corey Davis better than Lazard and why? Ooh. All right. So I guess the the real nuts and bolts answer is <clears throat> I don't know because Corey Davis has never had a really good quarterback before where Lazard has had one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Um, so do we think that Corey Davis, if he's healthy and the drops aren't there, is he a better receiver than Lazard? I think there might be an argument for that because those are really like the two biggest knocks on Corey Davis right now. Um I like both of them. I like that they both get involved in the blocking. I think Lazard's going to be more available for us, and I think that's going to be far more important right now, uh, especially with you know the chemistry side of things. Lazard, the Rodgers connection there. I think that I think Lazard's going to have the early jump on the season. Matt, what do you think? Uh, ability and blocking aside, is Corey? Well, I feel like, oh availability, availability and blocking aside, is Corey Davis better than Lazard, and why? I feel like that's taking out like two very important factors to the equation right like that hey, Matt, arms, arms and hands aside it's like oh hey uh you know uh sam bradford with the exception of the injuries is he an all right quarterback uh well that's kind of a large yeah, part of his career if zach wilson didn't throw all those interceptions um yeah like, or just if like the dirt insert, had hands yeah. you know yeah. would would zach wilson throw the ball 100 percent completion percentage running yeah, right. 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage aside is zach yeah, wilson yeah. a good quarterback <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, you know, insert whatever one of those you want to do here. Yeah, I don't want to upset the the Zach truthers in there. But uh, <laughs> moral of the story, I, I think Rad, that's like, Radovan's comment. Oh He's like, "Boo, come on now." <laughs> I know, poor Radovan. Yeah, um, I, I think that they're very similar stylistically. The reason why I like Lazard is because of the blocking ability, and, and Corey can block. Mm. Um and he's more available and and younger so i would lean lazard overall but i guess if you take away the availability issues and then we're not talking about blocking then i guess Corey's better but i don't know how like i think those are two key factors into the equation yeah i think so as well Greenby, what about you where do you fall on this lazard or Corey davis which one you like more which one you think's better well i think the like when we just look at it this way I think it'll shed some light on it. At least it does for me. One was a first-round draft pick. The other was an undrafted free agent, and they're in the same conversation. So mm. I, I think Ryan brings up a good point about the guy throwing him the ball, right? The Fair. organizational strength and all those kinds of things. Um, but uh, I, I think Corey was a much higher pedigree than Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard worked his ass off. Uh, to improve every year and kind of get brought into that same conversation. Their contracts are very much in the same sphere of consciousness, right? They're in the same bubble, same mm -hmm. pocket. So I think um, no matter how you slice it, you know, if one is slightly better than the other, I think you got to give your nod to Alan Lazard. And he's bigger and and stronger uh, than Corey Davis, not taking nothing away from Corey Davis. And, and I'm excited to see Corey Davis with Aaron Rodgers. I, I really am. Well, let's hope he stays healthy. I mean, that's a big one. Like we were joking about before. I mean, the idea that Corey Davis misses four games a year, uh, is not good, you know? So let's say he's really great for the first three games. And we're like, Holy shit, Corey Davis. And then he's gone for five games. It's like, what good does that do? And that's a very real part of Corey Davis's career. 
uh, that hopefully is is uh, behind them. You know, that's what we want. But I would say my nod would go. I would lean Alan Lazard because of the, you know, again, like, you know, one worked from an undrafted free agent up to that contract. The other one was is kind of was he was probably supposed to be a much uh, mm-hmm. more sought after guy. His first free agent. Remember his team. He was asked. Did the Titans extend, you know, did, did they make any real, uh, you know, effort to keep you? And he said, no. So what does that tell you? You know what I mean? Yeah, so there's a lot there. there. There's definitely a, uh, an unspoken sort of like, oh, well, if they're not trying to hold on to you, it's like, oh, hey, don't call us. We'll call you. If you find yeah. a better offer, that's all right. I feel like that does say something, you know, about that, but I, uh, Corey Davis, to some extent, the Packers wanted to trade for Corey Davis. So I think at the very least, either Rogers or LaFleur or someone feels like Corey Davis would have provided value for Aaron Rodgers. And I think that's the most exciting part for me because I, I like Corey Davis, the person and like, if he can stay healthy, which is really the big if that's why I think we have a little bit more, uh, concern with, with this particular question, the way it's worded, but uh, I'm looking forward to both of them. I think realistically, both those guys are going to be on the team this year. I don't think we're getting Hopkins or I don't think there's going to be any sort of shifting of the receiving core at this point. Um, Gator McCluskey drops in. He says, is that the real green bean alligator? Yeah. Now, do you know why he's asking that? That was no a, phenom- that a phenomenal video. Just an absolutely phenomenal video. I didn't see it. Yeah, so I did. Uh, I was on with Jake um, on the Fourth of July, and oh, Gator I did McCluskey. see that. <laughs> yeah, he, I did see this. <laughs> it was really. I, I was impressed, man. He had my studio behind him. He had my real RV that drove away at the end. I mean, I was like, "Holy shit, man!" Like this is. <laughs> he really did some work. It's legit. So yeah, he called in as as Green Bean. He had my wife yelling at him about Great Adventure. Not my real wife. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully but that was good man so yeah no i think that was the real green bean i'm the imposter yeah i think so that beard looks fake it, it is fake i take oh, it off it. every day <laughs> it's velcro uh i see zach drops in zach says is there a deadline if you're buying only the ticket to the tailgate um i don't know we gotta talk to tailgate joe about that because we gotta like tell him how many people we're gonna have so let's say like beginning ish of the season so a month before the game a month before the game that's probably ish about yeah right. yeah let's iron that out with tailgate we joe. probably gotta talk to joe so uh tentative not sure about um deadline for tailgate we gotta talk to tailgate joe <laughs> before we that's can actually great, confirm that it, it, it's a great thing to mention though so with there there is more than one option like you know the the full package you get the t-shirt you get the tailgate, you come hang with us and, you know, we, we all sit in the, you know, together and then we go to the field. But if you already have tickets and you're like, ah, man, I'd love to be involved. Like you can just leave your grill at home and just come and hang with us and only get in on the tailgate, uh, which is going to be epic. I mean, tailgate Joe is dude. La- I, the, the last tailgate Joe I went to was in 2009. I think it was the last year in giant stadium, I think. Um, and it was like, he, it was great then, but it was like smaller. It, it felt like a, a little bit larger of a regular tailgate, like something we would throw, like, you know, maybe 30 people or something like that. Now it's massive. You know, it's this whole big thing with, so we, you know, and don't forget, we have our own section. We have our own tent. 
um, with our own games and all that. It, it, you'll be able to mix and mingle with everybody. It's not roped off or anything, but we have our own like labeled area. Like you'll know where we are. We're going to have flags and, and uh, dancing bears and stuff. It's going to be great. Oh, we should totally get a flag. Now that we got the logo, we can, we can get a flag. Totally. Yeah. Why not? I got a, I got a flag guy. Do you, do you have a pole guy? Cause we need a pole too. Can't just have a flag. Just I have Matt poles. stand up and hold it above have, all the other flags. I think I, I have one of those poles that like, you got to like run over with your car. I don't know how I've, I've like never actually used pole. It. Like I want, I want to like whip it and like, yeah. <laughs> like, goes like up there, yeah. I don't have that, but I have, I have like four lengths that you could just keep sticking in each other. Like old school, 1984 kind of thing. That's probably how you're supposed to do that. That makes sense. You know, they, you never go stronger. to the game and you see those like leaning ass thing. Those flags are like leaning because they're like 40 feet in the air. That's what <laughs> yeah. I have. Too many small oh, yeah. links. <laughs> the yeah. bigger yeah, links are like the, the buckling. Yeah. Well, let's just all bring our poles. We'll stick them together. I'll bring some duct tape, <laughs> and, you know, whatever. Yeah. You can do whatever uh, you want to my pole. You, there you a, go. There's a there you joke go. I'm there. In. I don't think anyone's going to see it. It's going to be too low to the ground. We're not we're not, well, we can only no, we'll stuff. hang some flags. <laughs> oh, that pole. Yeah. That pole. Yeah. Well, um, we could put them on, we could put them on top of the tent. Pants at half mast, boys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> pants at half mast. <laughs> so yes, Zach, you, you can get a tailgate ticket. It, you wouldn't be able to get like access to the field. Cause I guess it's only the people that we have part of like the ticket group by itself, but yeah, come on by and hang out. It'd be cool. Food, beverage, games, gonna be a good time we're looking forward to it yeah when you buy in the tailgate too i believe it's like you know all you can eat and drink so oh yeah that's the great thing yeah, about a, it it's don't worth it me from that perspective because then you just show yeah, up like, you don't have to bring a grill you don't have to do anything you just hey i'm here it's the best and then like last year poor sack he had to like you know number one he was he had to set it all you know him and his guys had to set it all up then oh, he, he was, was slinging cooking. dogs all day he was right he was on the grill and then it was like, all right, we're going in. And he's like, all right, I'll see you in there. He had to take <laughs> he's it down. Break everything down. It's like, oh, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. right. It's nice to have like a, a big, you know, organization. Gotham City is another one. They do a great job. Um, but we're going with Tailgate Joe uh, this year. Uh, so, but it's great. Just like when you're done with everything, it's time to go in. You just go, oh, let's go. And that's that. You don't have to say, you don't have to say, Hey mom, like you don't have to do nothing. Just go. Fucking great. Why are you standing by the car? I gotta, we gotta go inside. We gotta make it in time. Oh no, no, no. Your father's not ready. No, we gotta do this. Yeah. Gotta, yeah, gotta break down the grill. It's a whole process. Right. I yeah. know. So yeah. And then the grill's too hot to put in the car. Did I tell you about the time one day we had this plan? Uh, I forget. We were years ago. We were at a Jets game. And we, we re, you know, we were like, oh shit, we got to go in. And we had these, all these sausages on the grill and we decided, all right, well, it's too hot to put in the car. So we'll just put the sausages on the grill and we'll put the grill under the back of the truck. And, uh, when we come out, the, the phrase we are using, the sausages are going to be grilled to perfection, right? When we come That's out, so good. That's so when good. we came out, the grill was stolen. Oh no. <laughs> I bet the sausages were grilled to perfection. They're like, ah, oh, this is great. This is delicious. Yeah. When so I you guys know I'm from Long Island and I own their fan. And when they were like pretty bad in the late 2000s, early 2010s, me and my buddies, like one of us would drive 
we'd get there way early we'd tailgate and like no one would be in the parking lot and if the grill got too hot we always parked next to a telephone pole we just leave it out against the telephone pole and you like no one you had your own like parking section no one would come like remotely close to to where you parked so you're good um we did that i can't even count how many times that we left just left the grill out in january and went back and oh it's cool now and tossed it in the back of the truck yes yeah see that was the thinking it was like all right yeah this is fine you leave your grill out every time i've been to nassau coliseum i would always park when you pull in the parking lot to the right maybe you're talking about the same area there's like the the all the like the swamp area to the right like the woods or whatever and i would park right there against the grass and when nassau coliseum like if you're looking at it it's like to my left that's where okay. i park every time i've seen the dead there i parked there i never went in though i went and saw the dead i went to the dead you know grateful dead like i don't know four or five times i never made it in to see the dead not once <laughs> just tripping i guess yeah very much <laughs> very much i, I, I would just hang out i had this guy there was a guy he would like you know there's all the i don't know if you've ever been to a dead thing but it's a whole scene right there's people selling vegetarian burritos and grilled cheeses and shit but there was a guy he would set up this tent it had like three rooms and he traveled with the dead for like 30 years or whatever but he was my my uh my acid guy so every time they you know there, and we didn't have cell phones back then or not you just knew where he was and you just looked for the tent and you went hey what's up man and you'd go sit down as all pillows and weird stuff and just hang out in there and you'd May he'd actually make the acid like he would make the tabs for you right there and, and you just start hanging out next thing you know it's tuesday you know what i mean just, <laughs> you're like it's daytime did the show start you know that kind of a thing what the hell happened <laughs> i got my ass tossed out of the stone pony before uh smash oh, mouth uncle cracker uh blues traveler and oh that's amazing Oh, I don't remember the other one. Yeah, I got pissed drunk on the beach down at Asbury Park. And like we had like a bottle of fireball and I had way too much sun. And they're like, yeah, this oh. dude's got to get out. And I'm like right crushed because I'm, I'm waiting to sing All Star. <laughs> I'm like As one would. Yeah, out. childhood yeah, yeah. like yeah. dream. As one would, yeah. Ruined. That's great. <laughs> you know Not how hard a- it is to get kicked out of the stone pony, dude? It was very easy for me. <laughs> they, they tossed yeah. my ass out very smooth right just right out yeah so after a little sun poisoning and some uh some flavored cinnamon flavored whiskey oh, with toast yeah i remember drink- so we were carrying a cooler we, we were staying in a hotel like for the night down there and i got this shitty frigging cooler that didn't have handles that went all the way through it was just kind of like cupped under so me and my buddy like it's loaded with ice and drinks we're waddling it through this like the back way of this hotel somehow we wind up going through a kitchen at some point it was really weird but anyway we're like we're, we're running upstairs we're going through you know the, the main part of the hallway and it like slips out of my hand in the water <laughs> i used to go all over the floor with the beer so we're like loading the beer and the, the fireball back in and this poor housekeeper was like right there she's like you've got to be kidding me i was like i'm so sorry i'll go get <laughs> go get a towel and i'm like running around trying to like straighten up everything and i ugh, it was just bad situation not good not fun not a proud moment yeah yeah man i've been thrown out of my fair share i get it not the stone pony though that place it felt like <laughs> there there are some places that i would feel like there's no way you can't get thrown out of this place. you know what i mean like you do anything you want oops but uh yeah i'm impressed I'm impressed brian slugo says uh maddie o has stripper poles is that the kind of pole you, gotta pay, 
Yeah, you got to pay four ninety nine on OnlyFans to see those. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I was considering opening up a a, a fat foot lover thing. <laughs> Is that? I heard it makes a lot of money. Feet Finder, Feet Finder, something like that. There's a girl I work with that that did Feet Finder while she was in college. No way. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like, I, I felt a little guilty a little bit after that. It's got to be halfway decent money. Yeah. Guys are weird. Guys are the weirdest, dude. Not judging. Yeah, I'm just saying we're no, weird. No, no, whatever we're, you want to do, man. I don't know. No shame. Yeah, a little bit of shame. A little bit of shame. A little tiny bit. I would, if someone would buy foot pictures of me, I would sell my foot pictures. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Why not? Sell? Of course. Absolutely. Hey, if anybody course. wants foot pictures of Green Bean, <laughs> my, just DM me on 20 Instagram. Bucks. 20 bucks a pop. Actually, we got, oh, you know what I didn't, I forgot to bring up. We actually have channel memberships now. We actually unlocked it. We oh, have that's it. important. Speaking, yeah, of, speaking of $5 emojis. a month, if you want to see feet pictures, I don't know if YouTube bans that. <laughs> <laughs> Members only. <laughs> so oh, geez. Different color feet for the emojis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Could you imagine if we made like the badges, like, like a bronze foot, a silver foot, a gold foot? Yeah, hey, stupid. look, all of a sudden Rex Ryan's here in the chat with this foot conversation. There he <laughs> is. Is. Rex good. is our first member. That was good, Wait Rico. That was good. Oh, that's really funny. Rico comes in. He was saying, uh, if Corey and Lazard both played 17 games completely healthy, who has a better season? My money is on Corey. Corey was overdrafted. That's not his fault. Um, I would agree. I, if you could guarantee me 17 games from both players, I think Davis would have the better season. Matt, do you do you agree or disagree? Uh, I agree. I, I do agree with that. Um, I do think, like, I don't know. That's a very black and white way of of looking at it. I feel like there's more nuance to it. But, yes, I, I do agree with um, if they all, if under the circumstances they have the same quarterback, they're playing the same role, um, I think Corey probably finishes with the better season. Greenbean, what about you? What do you think about uh, Corey Davis? If he plays all 17 games and Lazard plays all 17 games, they both have in uh, who's having the better season. So if a miracle takes place and Corey Davis plays 17 games, he, who will be better? Um, well, I will say I, I would, tr I think I would be inclined to agree with you other than the idea that the rapport is already established between Lazard and Rogers, and that would have to count for something. You would have to overcome Rogers' propensity to kind of trust mm -hmm. uh, Lazard in sticky moments and all those kinds of things. Um, I don't know. I think if if if, if think if all things were equal, I, I think Corey would probably edge him out. And it's overdrafted or not, Rico. I mean, that's not really the point. I mean, even if he was a second round pick or a third round pick or a fourth round pick, or if it, he's still not an undrafted, like there's a wide gap between the guys. Right. I mean, he was considered a first round pick. I mean, if, if, you know, when he came out, he was considered a first round pick, maybe slightly early. I think he was the fifth overall pick, maybe a little early. Um, but he was considered a first round pick without question, a top half of the first round. So, um, you know, it's not like it's it's that much of a stretch. You know, he's a disappointment as far as a first-round pick. Now, maybe no fault of his own, you know, playing with Zach and Strebler 
and everybody else. I know Tony Alexio is here. I'm sorry I mentioned Strebler. It's going to start a whole thing. Oh, here we go. But um, <laughs> Strebler time. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, maybe no fault of his own, but uh, I don't know. I think it's tough. Again, the the fact that we're talking about the two in the same conversation sort of answers the question for me. Um, but that said, I mean, like, let's say, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Corey Davis developed that quick chemistry and because uh, he, he, dude, he can make amazing catches and he, and he's done that for us. You know, there's been great, you know, there's been times where he's made really big catches for us, uh, sometimes difficult catches, but overall, man, he drops the ball. He, oddly enough, when he drops it, it tends to go up. It's weird with him. And there's the injury thing. So we're trying to overcome a lot to get him to where Lazard, maybe not, you know, Justin Jefferson has been a very consistent wide receiver uh, in many respects. And he's gotten better every single year. He had, I think he had five drops or something last year. So he's not perfect or anything like that, but he's a, you know, he's, he's earned it, man. So I think it's, it's tough. It's tough. So I, I took down our first poll question. I've got a new poll question. Uh, should we call our channel memberships the flight crew, which is what it currently is, or should we call it OnlyFans so we get to say, oh, hey, join our OnlyFans? That is great. That's I like that, actually. Matt, are you I in? I do kind of like that. I think that's that'd be funny. funny. That's a really funny gimmick. Talking Jets OnlyFans. <laughs> Did you join the Talking Jets OnlyFans for four ninety nine? <laughs> I wonder if YouTube will let us. Like maybe they won't. But let us. Maybe it's like a that. copyright. Yeah. Thing or something funny. like that. So really there's funny. a poll question in the chat. You guys can vote on that. Relevant is it going to be flight crew or is it going to be OnlyFans? Mm. <laughs> I'm leaning OnlyFans now. I'm not going to lie. I'm telling you, I like it. It's very That's organic. It. it came out of nowhere. I'm a big OnlyFan of OnlyFans. <laughs> That's only our fans. That's right. part of our fans. Oh God. There should be a Dolphins YouTube channel called OnlyFans. I don't know if there is or not. There should be. If only we were Dolphins fans, we'd be rich. Ugh. With that terrible. name. Horrible people. Bad people. They're don't like terrible. you fans, guys. Sorry. Aunt Jet says only Jets fans. Nah, it doesn't have the same ring. I feel like everyone knows OnlyFans. OnlyFans is good. Because it's funny. Funny is always good. Someone uh, you will get banned no. by YouTube, Brian. <laughs> yeah, join our only. Yeah, I wonder if we'd get like demonetized because like, hey, you can't say join your only fans from your YouTube. That's not allowed. It's like, no, no, no. But that's yeah. that's our membership, our only fans. It's only our fans. I'm willing to roll the dice on this. Hey, Ryan, is the link for the ticket thing up top? It is. It's pinned. Ooh, I did see Kaz in there. Kaz, yeah. Kaz says, can I still get a ticket to hang out? Yes. Uh, of course you can. Absolutely. Talkingjets.com. You can get a, a ticket to see Jets Chargers. T-shirt. Well, you already have the T-shirt, so you can give the T-shirt to someone else. You can do that. Or you can have a second T-shirt. It's possible. Uh, I actually think Kaz got the draft iteration of the shirt. This is actually a slightly different shirt. Same design. Slightly different shirt, though. Still just as comfortable. Dom C got the new one. Didn't see Dom in there tonight. Take a night off, Dom. See how it is. 
Rico says, only if Green Bean does one of those late 90s hazy lens commercials, jet fans are waiting to talk to you yeah. for $4.99. Yeah, that's how we could do our, our you fucking channel membership. Yeah. Are you looking for other miserable bastards that like the same <laughs> shitty theme as you? <laughs> it has to be. It's too perfect. It's beautiful. It's, it's great. Is your family tired of your bitching and moaning about the same bullshit at week after week after year after year? Come hang out with Talking Jet. It's Do you want something good. that'll make you feel better each and every week? Looking for lonely singles in your area? Do you want to, to forget to go to a game? Bad? Yeah, you want to forget just how terrible your team was just a few days earlier and believe they're going to win again? <laughs> Join us. Uh, I can't believe Flight Crew has more votes right now. Maybe we're I know, just you guys have no sense of humor, man. Yeah, yeah. Got 200 people in the chat. <laughs> Only got 45 votes. Come on. Yeah. Gotta see more it's than that. Funny. Everybody's so serious. Like, don't do it. Just do Flight this Crew. This is ridiculous. <laughs> they're going to they're get their credit card statements. Gonna, their wife's going to be like, why are you subscribed to OnlyFans? <laughs> Yeah, right. What? Yeah. Hey, what's this OnlyFans subscription? Are you looking oh. at butthole pictures again, Stan? What the heck? <laughs> butthole pictures? <laughs> uh, I swear I'm not. It's the Jets. It's, it's the only it's it's those guard. Yeah. Yeah, weird guy in the hat. I don't know what to do. I think we have to do it. I think uh, that's what it's got to be. Oh, no. It's too good. Oh, God. So now I'm trying to scroll through the uh oh Mitt Flair. I saw your your order pop through. I didn't know that was you. Mitt Flair got the Mitt Flair got the shirt today. Good Woo! stuff. You have to send us a picture when it comes in. I'm collecting pictures of the people that did buy the shirt. And then when we eventually do like a an outro for this, hopefully we have a few people in shirts. I think that would be fun. Yes. If you want to be on there. Oh my god. This is fun. Hawk says only Jet fans would work. Ah, but only fans is like. Yeah, you too many syllables. You got to yes. roll with it. Hawk, figure it out. Help us. Only fans. What's a play on only fans? Lonely fans? Lonely fans? <laughs> lonely That's pretty stand. good. Join our lonely fans. If you, yeah. I hmm. Lonely fans is funny. I like only fans better, though. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, only Jet fan. I get what they're doing, but it adds that extra syllable. Yeah. Yeah, then it becomes something else. It's no longer a play. I think that's mm -hmm. a winner. But for those of you guys that don't know, Matt, Greenbean, and I, for two weeks now, have been trying to figure out, like, yeah. okay, what do we want to call the members? We have, <laughs> so, like, our homework before our last show was, or after the last show, it was, hey, we each got to come up with, like, three different names. And we each came up with, like, I think five or six. There was like a nice little, uh, you know, grouping of, of names. None of us came up with OnlyFans. I think if one of us came up with OnlyFans during that time, it may not have been as, as funny as it is organically on here, but I, it made me giggle. A whole lot of giggles. Oh, yeah. Hi, do you make excuses for subpar wide receivers year after year? <laughs> after year? <laughs> Call the Denville Mims hotline. 1-800-MIMSY. Um, <laughs> Mimsy time. Ugh. <laughs> it's too good. It's too good. There's too. Uh, there's way too many things we could do with that. That could be like the intro to our show. 
It could be like <laughs> maybe not the intro intro, but like an ad. Boom. A drop. Drop or yeah. something. Have you ever done this? <laughs> Green bean, you're seductive. Yeah. Right. I'm old, dude. I got lots of, you know. Here we go. And now here comes the I was I did porn stories. We we did the drive <laughs> no, no, story. I, we I, did the porn stories. Did now. you feel me hold it back? We got all the. We got to hit all the. It's like a bingo card. We need a green bean bingo card for this. We really do. It's like yeah. you know, little, each and every, story. Dude, there's some great stories on this. It's the, it's the best. <laughs> I I I consciously held it back. I was like, ah, not again. <laughs> you know, the people in season are going to be like, what the hell are these three talking about? And like the 200 people we have in the chat are going to be like cackling up a storm over all the stuff we're talking about right now like only fans i do really enjoy like this time of year it's a smaller group of people is your quarterback been accused of banging numerous old ladies <laughs> come hang yes. out at the talking jets tailgate <laughs> come, come hang out with us we're on the internet we're free just did you guys ever call in one of those? Remember, I don't know. You guys are a little younger, but no. when I they were a big thing, like chat rooms, you know, for friends. Well, I remember chat rooms, that. but like the like the one nine hundred numbers or whatever. Chat. Yeah, phone no, chat. No, no, like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. My dad was so my dad was a cop, and he had to like talk to this woman who had a bunch of charges on her credit card, and she thought it was like fraudulent or something like that. And they're like, "Oh, this is what this is." <laughs> Like, this is not you. <laughs> they thought she had a bunch of collect calls. Like, oh, geez. Really? The son. Oh. Big son. That's, <laughs> yeah. Thank God for the internet. Now they just sit there and stare at a cube and they don't have to, you know, they could be online all day talking to strangers. It's much better. Oh, yeah. Much safer. 1189 Paris says, Green Bean, those 900 numbers were very expensive. Dude, think about that. Even if, like, they say, like, only $299 a minute. A minute. Oh, sweet. Only $299. What conversation? So if you have a five-minute conversation. That's on you. Yeah. I'm, three, what's three times? <laughs> you're, you're, you're racing against the <laughs> clock. I guess that's a like, up test one, right? Yeah. If you're calling that Talk number, faster. you're trying to... You're trying to uh, Set record time, Usain Bolt it, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. You're like, hurry up. Yeah, so what is that? That's $120 an hour. No, $299. That's a hundred and math is hard. 60 minutes, $180 an hour. $180 an hour. Wow. Dude, five minutes. It's like 15. You're paying $15 for somebody to say, What are you wearing? Like, um, jeans and sneakers. In khakis I'm wearing khakis and what's your name yeah, yeah jake from state farm yeah <laughs> bernard probably... continually asks why do people knock roger's age what do you think it's been like i don't know eight times or something he really wants to know what do you think Ryan? why do they talk about that how many other 39 year old colder quarterbacks are in the league right now I think yeah it's just him right now right yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. why. 
That's probably it. Yeah, I mean, and like generally speaking, I mean, I know we have the anomalous guys, the Bradys, the uh, whoever, you know. Breeze, um, Favre. Right. You know, Manning retired like Manning. 38, didn't he? Yeah, I don't know if but Manning still, got to 40. But still, he, right, he was up there. But it's like, it's. I mean, you look at all the quarterbacks that come in the league and we routinely point to like these four or five guys. You know, uh, now granted, it's recent. So the trend seems to be going toward quarterbacks playing longer and, you know, 40s, the new 30s, so to speak, as far as quarterbacks are concerned. The NFL rules protect them much more. Uh, late hits, I mean, uh, not even late hits, um, you know, just roughing the quarterback, all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, and late hits. But it's like, you know, quarterbacks last longer. But the truth is, is that 39 is is is, is, is on the older side, Bernard. And that's the reality of it. Now, the good news is, like Matt talked about in this week's Just Jets podcast, uh, you know, Ryan, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you can say what you want about him, but if you just pull away your feelings and look at the numbers, he's among the greatest of all time. So, And he threw for 3,700 yards last year with a broken thumb, uh, 26 touchdowns. So there's a good chance to, you know, there's a good reason to have faith in him too. And when you look at like the Brady's and, and all that stuff that has recently happened, um, Stafford and whatever else, but he's 39, man, that's 40. It's rare. That's what's up. Matt, how are you feeling about the age number for, uh, for Rogers? I, I get the feeling like age is just a number to this guy. You see him working yeah. out. He looks shredded. He does look good. You, you gotta, you gotta give him credit. I think he looks fantastic. Um, I mean, that's, that's old even for, for a quarterback. Yes. There there's exceptions to the rule, right? Brady just played until he was, what, 43, 44. Um, guys can play into their 40s now, but, you know, it could it could go at any minute. And, you know, last year was a down year, I I think, because of injuries. And I feel like most people think it was because of the, the hurt thumb. But, you know, it, it's going to be a storyline because it's rare to see someone, you know, this old play at the position. Yeah, it's it's something that you sort of don't bank on as far as like most quarterbacks, but when you have an elite level quarterback, someone that is playing till he's 39, I mean, he could be good until he's just, you know, done playing. Um, especially the way that Rogers plays too. He uses, I feel like he's more cerebral than um, maybe some of the more physically gifted quarterbacks. Like when you think of, you know, maybe, I don't know, I guess we haven't really seen the, the really, athletically gifted quarterbacks get up there in age just yet like who's the oldest one right now would it be russell wilson maybe he's probably in his mid-30s 34 um 33 stafford would you consider uh, yeah i guess he's mobile he would be oh mobile i'm sorry i'm yeah i'm saying like someone that might be you know would take maybe a few more hits stafford feels a little more pocket passery to me i think i misunderstood the question Matt Ryan went around for a while. He's 37, 38 when he retired. But that would be pocket, pocket passery yeah. as well. Like, who's an older, like, mobile quarterback? I feel like we got to be forgetting someone. The guys that got hurt, like, that would have been older at this point. Because when was Russ taken? Russ was taken 2010. 12? Yeah. 
Are you talking like who's in the league now or just all time people who were more mobile quarterbacks who played? Later? I'm thinking more, more so now because I feel like the level of hits you sustain now is more conducive to a longer career. Um, it's sort of like the, you know, the, the average age of an NFL player, you know, at death is like 55 years old right now, but that's not indicative of what players today will live to like that. They should in theory live a lot longer because they're not getting the headshots that like, you know, the players in the eighties took or the nineties took. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm trying to find a recent sample size. Greg says, Gino, I guess that's, he didn't really play for that, a whole bunch of years though. He's not mobile. Really I would consider Gino more mobile than like Stafford. Yeah, he, and he was. Yeah, yeah, he's mobile. He's he's mobile. He's older, but and don't forget, Gino kind of hung around in the back burner for a decade. You know what I mean? Yeah, he kind wasn't of, really taking all those hits. I feel like Russ is yeah. the. Uh, there's got to be other ones too. Now I got to like go through like the quarterbacks in my head by division. AFC East, everyone's young. AFC South, Tannehill, rookie. I guess, I guess Tannehill. Yeah, he's how old's he now? Thirty-five. He's older than that, isn't he? He might be older than he, that. Thirty-eight. I think he is. Thirty. He, he'll turn thirty-five in a couple weeks. Okay. How old's Russ Ooh, then? Okay. He's, he's got to. So Russ has got to be younger than that, I would think. I, I'm gonna guess thirty-two for Russ. Let's see. Come on. Yeah, so think about it. Those guys are considered on the older side. And they got, you know, Rodgers has four years on them. Oh, no, 34 for Russ. Russ is older than I thought. He'll be 35 in uh, November. Interesting. Yeah, I don't – I think he's the oldest mobile quarterback that I would consider, like, a mobile quarterback, I guess. Did we lose Matt? Like, oh, there he goes. Back again. I don't, hey. Tannehill run. Tannehill runs. Yeah, He's a big runner. I don't know. I'm hoping Rogers, like his cerebralness, is going to be the reason why, like, we well, it is going to be the reason we win a bunch of games. His accuracy, if he can rely on the young guys to make all the plays, and he just puts the ball where it has to be. If he's smart enough to throw it fast enough before pass rushers get to him. Matt, do you think our offensive line is more of a concern or our maybe depth behind Rodgers is more of a concern? Like I know Green Bean was saying like number two quarterback could be like a big, yeah. big thing. For me, and did you get did you somehow like sit in my room and listen to me record just jets? Because there's a lot of <laughs> offensive line talk tomorrow. Uh I'm part in of the your episode. only fans. Yeah, you, you must be. But I feel like the offensive line, there's room for so much variance because like if you go through it with each one, like from left to right, Dwayne Brown, he's coming off an injury and he's in his late 30s. You could spin that as a negative and sign for maybe he regresses because he had to have a surgery in the offseason and he's, you know, approaching 40 years old. Or you could say, well, he played through injury last year. Maybe after the surgery, he'll be better. Tomlinson looked like someone who was regressing last year or had a down year. It could either continue to trend downward and him regress and not be, you know, the guy they thought they were getting, or he could bounce back and look like someone who they had in, in San Fran, who was a good 
guard. Um, Tittman's a rookie. You have no idea what you're going to get there. You hope he comes in and is great and, you know, is Nick Mangold from day one, but he's a rookie. Sometimes it takes a little bit. AVT missed 10 games last year. He's probably the one you feel most confident in. I think, you know, he should be fine. But, and then at right tackle, I mean, you have the, the highest variance one, Becton. If he's healthy, great. That's awesome. But at the same time, he's played one game in two years. So there's a lot of potential. Um, if everything goes right, this line could be really, really good. And if everything goes wrong, I think this line could be really, really bad. Uh, so hopefully it falls, I guess, somewhere in the middle. So I want to get to Jordan's question. Jordan's Jordan's got a good question. What camp battles are you guys most excited for? And I think offensive line is, is the the main one for me because there's so much volatility in it. It's it's Becton, it's Brown. It's also the center position, Tipman, McGovern. How does Tomlinson bounce back? AVT, how is he looking health-wise? I think across the board, O-line and how that shakes out is probably my most exciting. Um, and then after that, I'd probably say it might be wide receiver. It might be like, how is Corey Davis performing? That might That might be my next one. Um, I want to see the tight ends perform well, but I don't know how much of a battle that necessarily is. Um, I don't know. Green Bean, is there a camp battle that you're kind of keeping an eye on? Yeah. Uh, Beckton, Brown, Mitchell, that's a big one for me. Uh, there was something I read last week that said, you know, Billy Turner is more in the mix than you think. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to believe that. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I really like him as depth, but uh, I don't want to I don't want to go into the season with Billy Turner starting if we can avoid it. Uh, I'm really curious to see what happens with uh, Becton and Brown and left tackle. And then, the you know, word is Mitchell's here. To, Mitchell wants to, to play, too. So when he came, you know, he came back uh, strong, you know, looking really good. Uh, hopefully the blood clot thing is. uh is is behind them or at least addressed or you know what i mean so i i'm real curious like matt said about the offensive line i mean you know we have lots of names we know lots of guys we could justify and feel really good about but the truth is we have either an you know old and slipping ish guys injured and and young guys that have not played a full season yet you know um and then rookie you know we have a rookie so it's a, there's there's question marks at every single position, and I'm real curious to see. I don't think um, ABT's in a battle, but I'm curious to see how he goes. But the Becton battle, I think, is way up top. Um, you know, I'm also curious to see if uh, anybody challenges Sauce Gardner. <laughs> no, but the safeties, I'm, I want to see how the safeties look. I mean, I know it's going to be Whitehead and, and Amos. Um, but uh, I'm real curious to see where, uh, you know, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Ashton Davis. Mm. Is that his name? The safety? Yeah, right? I, I think he's got to be a bubble guy. Him and Mims are yeah, like right bubbly. on that cusp. Right. Tony Adams, uh, Converse, you know, again, don't forget, they lost Pinnock. And uh, they developed him a little bit from a cornerback to a safety. And then he went on and started in the league and did well. So they they drafted a cornerback in the Converse and – they um, they slated him right from day one. He was listed as a safety. So I think they're trying to kind of reproduce that. Very similar build. 
and and that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm curious about the safeties. I want to see if Sherwood, but uh, I think uh, Becton is kind of the one that I'm really, you know, the offensive line is where my focus really is. So Matt, do you kind of fall in that same mindset? I know we were just talking about the O line, but is that like your top camp battle, or what other one should we keep an eye on? Yeah, the O line to me is the biggest. Beyond that, ooh, uh, I think wide receiver six is one. Um, maybe, and I guess the the safety room too. I know you guys kind of mentioned that one already too, but I think what they decide to do with the rest of that safety room behind the veterans should be should be interesting as well. Yeah, I yeah. see Paris coming in saying. Uh, I prefer Yaboa. So we're talking about the Yaboa versus Kuntz potential uh, roster spots because if you're keeping four tight ends and you're saying, all right, well, we got our top two in Conklin and Uzoma and you got Ruckert, who you drafted last year, you know, how does that shake out for these last two? Yaboa's got some special teams, um, you know, ability and Boyer seems to really like him. Kuntz has a lot of upside and potential, but he was a seventh round pick for a reason. So, you know, does he make it to the the practice squad? You know, how does that shake out? Greenbean, any thoughts on the tight end um, battle between Yaboa and Kuntz? Well, first I want to say, for whatever reason, I thought Matt had already answered the question, so that's why I went into so many different positions. Uh, so I'm <laughs> sorry. That's okay. When you were like, and Matt, what do you think? Is there any scraps left for you? <laughs> uh, the like, punter competition. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> exactly. I'm excited for that. Why not? Yeah. Let's bring in the uh, you know the other guy. Yeah, Reza. Um, so the tight ends. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm finding it like, you guys know, I like Kenny Aboa. I think they like Kenny Aboa, but he's had a couple years now to try, you know, kind of break out of that special teams role. And he hasn't now he has secured his special teams role. He's on the 53. He plays, uh, he does well, but I find it difficult you know, to believe that he's going to, I mean, we have obviously Ruckert's going to get more playing time. You got Conklin, you got Azoma. They're all on the 53, unless there's an injury. So four tight ends, like we're talking about, we want, we, you know, fans, we, you know, we want five running backs. We want four tight ends. We want seven wide receivers. You want like nine quarterbacks, cornerbacks. So it's like, it's hard somewhere. You have to, you know, you have to let somebody go. I think Yaboa is in that conversation. He he's got to really um, show something this year. He's got to impress this offensive staff. And Kuntz, I think, can be stocked or stashed, I should say, on the practice squad. I don't think anybody's going to go and steal him necessarily. They might, you know, they might, especially if there are some injuries or somebody that they thought would show up in OTAs just doesn't look good. You know, that kind of a thing. Maybe. But I think he can be stashed, but he might push Yabo off the roster. It's possible. I don't know. Radovan comes in again. He says, feels like Clemens won't get any playing time, right? There are four DNs ahead of him and three D tackles, plus John Franklin Myers on third downs ahead of him uh, on the inside. I don't know. I get the feeling Clemens is going to see an elevated level of play this year. I don't know. Like they're going to sub out those defensive linemen pretty frequently to keep everyone fresh. I would expect to see. Do we know what Clemens' snap count was last year? Was it like twenty percent or it was like twenty five? Yeah, it was. It was not very high. I would expect it to be, you know, maybe around forty percent this year. I think he'll get half, a little less than half the defensive tackle snaps. And if he earns, you know, like if he starts making some bigger plays, he could earn some more playing time too. 
Yeah, good guess. 29 per, 29% of defensive snaps last year. 20 how many? 29? 29, yeah. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. So I would yeah, I think 40% is attainable for Clemens. I don't think that's, you know, out of the realm of possibility. Uh are you concerned yeah. at all about that, Matt, with Clemens? Um, no, because like as you said, I think they're gonna rotate a lot of these guys. The only one who's gonna get They'll, they'll lean on Carl Lawson and Quinn in a little bit more, but it's not like you're going to see those guys get up into the 80s anyway. They're going to be a little mm -hmm. bit on the lower side comparatively, but the rest, uh, you know, pick out of a hat. Most of these guys are going to be between like 35 and 55%, I would think. Greenbean, what about you? Do you think uh, Clemens sees more playing time this year? He had 29% of the snaps last year. Do you think they're, you know, him slotting into defensive tackle now that we've, added another edge rusher and, and everything like that. Is there enough playing time for him? What do you see? Yeah, well, I, th I also think that he can still see time at defensive end. That's the great thing about him is that he can play really four positions. I mean, he really can. I mean, he's been predominantly on the right side. We've seen him uh, over there. But as we know, he's moving on. You know, he's gained a lot of muscle. He's going to go to the inside. But he can still play end. And, uh, you know, guys like Solomon Thomas and, I mean, look, we signed Al Woods and we signed Jefferson, but that doesn't mean that if, if he comes into camp and he's pushing people around, it doesn't mean that they're definitely going to get the start, you know, not the start, but the, the nod over him to be the first guy off the bench. Um, I think 40, 45% is realistic. And I think if we do see that, uh, I think he's going to, he's going to have positive returns. I mean, the guy's an animal. I, it's hard to keep a guy like that off the field, especially for, you know, as much as I like the signing of Al Woods um, as like depth and all that jazz, I don't think that, um, you know, the, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to just be a lock to be, get in there before Clemens, especially if Clemens is, is looking good. I mean, the Clemens needs to be on the field, in my opinion. Um, let's see. We are getting towards the, uh, we are at the end of our show. Green, you've been writing down names at all? Nope. This is the I first can... time it's been, I don't know. I'd not won. So not I won. got some names for you. I got, I got, okay. seven right, good. I'm we sorry. got seven super chats. I, I kept them off to the side. Nice. So Here we you want to write down the names? Oh, is, uh, is she not here? Whatever her Who? name is. Who's whatever What's her name is. Body? Oh, oh, yeah. I never set up. Oh, I set up Nightbot. I don't know why it's not working. I don't understand. Right, I tried to get you one. Technology is right. tough. Yeah. I could use last week's. Oh, J-Boy's on there. Let me see. Um, well, I, I, have, right, I can got? rattle off. Want me to rattle off the names? Sure. All right. We got Mitt Flair. Mitt Flair. Tom Cahill. Tom Cahill. J-Boy. You're already yelling, boo, Triggs. Let's throw J-Boy in there five times. Because he wow. put in the $50 Super Chat. Everyone else has the highest Super Chat is $5. So I think it's fair to put him in five times. J-Boy, looking good. He's coming from Louisville. All right, what do you got? Uh, <clears throat> Kaz. Then we got Radovan, and he's going to have two. It's going to be Radovan, then Gator, then Radovan. Merkovic and Gator McCluskey? Yeah. 
and then red event again. All right. <laughs> Sean G in there says, new poll. The only question any of us really care about at this point, Barbie or Oppenheimer? I'm going to see Oppenheimer not Thursday night, but the Friday night it comes out. Was it next week? I think it's next You're week. You're going to the movies? Oh, I dude, I love going to the movies. I'm a big cinephile. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I, cinephile? I, That's the thing? Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah. They used it in one of the Lonely Island songs a bunch of like a well, while back i've never heard that before so. i went to an arts i went to an artsy school believe me there were a lot of cinephiles there i've never heard that <laughs> oh yeah yeah i'm a, I'm a big movie guy i uh i could sit and watch like any of the big blockbuster movies like not necessarily they don't have to necessarily be good movies like if it's a yeah pacific rim or a godzilla or star wars or something like that would be a big screen type of movie i've heard oppenheimer is one that you gotta see on the big screen and that's something that like if i'm going to a movie because i don't see as many movies as i used to like i used to when i was in high school we'd go see like the five dollar movie on tuesdays or something um but now it's like okay i'm going to dolby atmos i'll pay 20 bucks for the ticket but like i want the epic sound i want the monster screen i want like everything so like that's really? how i see oppenheimer yeah oh yeah the first so time funny. i saw dolby a few years ago like the spatial awareness sound it blew my friggin' mind i was like i won't I, there's no point in me spending 14 dollars on a ticket when i can spend an extra six and feel like i'm in the friggin' space of this like chopper or wave it's incredible looks awesome yeah and i'm excited no oh, oh. crossfire our first member yeah! Right. Welcome yeah. to OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Yeah, Crossfire. We're going to have to change that name. So it's going <laughs> right to... Welcome to Foot Friends. Right, right now it's the flight crew. Next week it's going to be OnlyFans. <laughs> Thank you, Crossfire. Much appreciated. Yes, Crossfire, you are the first one to join. Let's see. Bam. Throw Crossfire in there, too. Crossfire gets on the yep, list. you betcha. All right. All Crossfire right. is like, oh, shit, I'm taking it away. I don't want to be first. All right, let's see. Oh, he likes it. Okay, good. I got to do my random number generator. I can't wait to spin the wheel. It, the, the wheel is so much fun. That's, I think that's one of my favorite additions. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Boom. Giveaway wheel. Now I gotta... It's funny. I was set up for this and I was not prepared for this. That's, that's what happens when you're doing things on the fly. Where is it? Bam. There we go. All right. Random number generator. Boom. All right. How many names we got, Green Bean? Um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Six, Should be eight. Nine. nine. Oh, never mind. Nine. Boom. All right. So here we go. What numbers getting to spin the wheel? Six. Who's number six? One, two, three, four, five, six. Radovan Merkovic. Oh, there he is. Well, there was yeah. more than six. There, there were six names. 
I'm sorry, eight, yeah. uh, whatever, nine names. J-Boy had more spots, though. Yeah, J-Boy had... You wanted... Yeah, I'm sorry. I fucked that up. But did, <laughs> did we get the right person, though? We were, like, Radovan's the, the winner, though, right? Yeah, he's got to yeah. be. Yeah. We have already yeah, said yeah. it. That's what it is. Okay, so here we go, yeah. Radovan. We're going <laughs> to... I'm gonna spin the wheel. Ah, oh, see, he's already making fun of us for like the little jersey slice. Sorry, rigged again. Shit costs money. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. The other stuff's a little bit cheaper. All right, here we go. I spin the wheel. Let's see what he gets. Jersey, 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 jersey. You know, jersey. just for the jersey comment, I hope he gets a pen. Yeah, I, yeah. There's not even a pen on here, but you yeah, deserve that. That's what the Hello. slice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. There, there you go. go. Radovan, right reach out to us. Talkingjetshow at gmail.com. We'll get a uh, get your info, your shipping information, and we'll send you out a pillow. You can sleep with all three of us. It's great. OnlyFans. The best. There you go. YouTube's going to ban us. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. Got to be careful. It's all right. All right, boys, we have reached the end of our show, so let's go around our panel. Let's give our closing thoughts. Greenbean, what do you got to say? Well, this is the end of the little off-season vacation I took. So starting Thursday, uh, we're back in full swing with Jake Asman coming on uh, the Thursday thick of it. And then uh, Jets Pod will be back next week. Daily content back next week as we go into uh the training camp section of this off season which is the best uh so i'm excited to get back man this is uh we're gonna ramp it up uh green bean jets fan on youtube matt any last words for our panel i love it um new episode of just jets tomorrow we're talking about the drama between revis and i almost said klecko but that's behind us now it is asante samuel who is public enemy number one because of his Revis and Sauce Gardner comments. We'll get into offensive line questions uh, and go to talkingjets.com and get a ticket. Come hang out with us. Boom. That's right. That was going to be my my, my sign off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ticket group by talkingjets.com. You want to go to Jets Chargers game. If you want to go to the game, if you want to get the tailgate included, or if you already got a ticket to the game and you just want to go to tailgate, both options are available pinned in the live chat or go to talkingjets.com to grab your ticket. Wall supplies last boys and girls it's been a lot of fun this is jets talk signing off j-e-t-s j-e-t-s jets